0: Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walcheff. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Every single week, we talk about digital hospitality. Every business needs to be digital, and every business needs to be in the hospitality business. So typically, we will have on people that we respect, people that we admire, uh, people that come to us, that become top of mind because they've been referred to us. And really, what's so important for people to understand is that we're all digital storytellers, no matter what position you are in the company. If you're the CEO, if you're the CMO, if you're the head chef, if you're the pitmaster, no matter what you do, if you're if you're a teacher, if you're an attorney, you are a digital storyteller and you need to learn how to get your message out. Part of what we do on the show is talk about that. We also talk about technology because technology has been growing at just an unbelievable, incredible rate. And these are the tools that people that own businesses can use to leverage to be better digital storytellers. But also to improve their operations and to fulfill their mission. Um, Today's guest is Chelsea Van Hoven, who is the Global Industry Advisor at Choco, and she is joining us from Berlin. I'm recording here at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and she's joining us over Zoom, 7 p.m. in Berlin. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, hi, good to be here. Good evening.
0: Good evening. Isn't that the, it's the, it's the beauty of the internet. It's the beauty of digital is that we can have a conversation um, about your company, about the things that you guys are trying to accomplish. And uh, you're on the other side of the world.
1: I know it's so beautiful. Right. And it's been so much fun over the past weeks. I've been like totally engaged in the Austin Texas food community and I feel like I know all of you guys from over there even though I'm so far away I've been like in multiple zoom meetings with people that I've met on different zoom meetings so yeah um, well, I love it to Let's,
0: I'm gonna give you the opportunity give us give us your your hook point give us your elevator who, who are you and what do you do
1: Okay, so we're Choco. We're the digital ordering platform that connects the kitchen of restaurants directly with their supplier, producer, or farmer. Because we all know it when working in restaurants. After your shift is over as a chef, it's a big hustle to order the products from all the different vendors. You email them, you text them, you call them and it's just all over the place and it takes a bunch of time. So what we did, we developed a very simple app where we set up the app individually for each restaurant. We asked the restaurant, what suppliers do you work with? We implement them as like chats with product lists and then the chef or anyone from the restaurant team can just go into the app, click the products that they want, the quantities and send it. And then the supplier receives the order either in the app, if they have Choco as well, or via email or text, or even fax. We even convert. Facts, and the message. No, yeah, it's all our industry. Our industry. No, old if you're
0: school. listening you to this podcast, there, if there is a fax machine where and you're listening to this podcast, you get rid of it. <laughs> that is my directive. You get rid of that fax machine. We are not going to fax anything. <laughs> We're trying to bring restaurateurs and business owners to the next age, to the digital age, utilizing tech, utilizing technology to literally do less of the things we don't want to do so we can focus more on the things we want to do
1: exactly so we're bringing everyone even the people that are still using fax machines to the beautiful app right because like yes. once they get the orders they're like oh my god i need a phone and i need to be online so that's where i was going it's yeah. actually like it's, it's a nice little joke in the end right because it's still surprising it's surprising that people actually still use fax machines but yeah well, it's,
0: our it's m- funny that it's funny you mentioned fax machines because literally there were things that we had to do as a restaurant that people vendors or you know the state or the city required us to submit forms via fax. And I said, we will not get a f- like, I'm, It's not happening. We're not going to get a fax. Okay, I Okay.
1: I can feel energy there. You don't like the fax machine.
0: <laughs> no on the fax machine. If it's digital, it's no, fine. Okay. Just scan it over there digitally, right?
1: Yeah. Well, so we are a digital app, right? Our main aim is to digitalize this industry. We want to get all of the players in the digital space so we can start understanding how food is being moved from A to B, right? So we're understanding how many tomatoes are Italian restaurants in Berlin purchasing in August and where are we purchasing them from because we can see this if we work digitally, right? And then we can see how is the food being moved and then consequently we can understand why are we buying so many tomatoes from Spain if we're producing enough in the area of Berlin. So this is like our overall aim to basically like create this layer of data to move food more transparently. And at the moment we're in stage one or maybe two. We've been around for almost three years now. We work with over 6,000 restaurants worldwide. So we wanna get everyone on the app so we're all collectively there and we can see how the food is being moved and we can optimize it together. And just create a transparent
0: food system. It's incredible. I mean, Simon Sinek, obviously, everyone knows it's a, it's all about the why. But he uh, he wrote a book called the The Infinite Game, and he talks about companies need to have a just cause, and your yeah, just yeah. cause has to be bigger. So it's everyone focuses on this is my solution. I have the thing that's going to solve it. It's the widget to your problem, or I have the service that's going to solve your problem. But really, it's focusing on the pain. And focusing on the problem not the solution what's the problem what's the 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 core just cause that choco's fighting
1: the fax machine
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just oh, that's good i like that out. let's get rid of the fax. i'm down with that let the no board hour. know let the board no, know I- let the ceo know we're coming after the fax machine <laughs> i will like, help you no, I-, I will help you in that cause
1: that's good. It's good to have you on my team, for yes. sure. <laughs> so, no, we're fighting food waste, right? We want to create a more transparent food system where we can see how food is being moved and ultimately um, reduce food waste because we, we can understand what is supply and demand when we have enough users on the app and we can see what is being purchased when, and then we can, yeah, optimize food production, food purchasing, and reduce food waste because... We all know how much food is being wasted and that there are enough people that need to be fed. So this all makes no sense. And as you said, we're really striving for a big cause. We really want to change the world. We know it won't happen tomorrow, but we're working hard on making it happen over maybe five to 10 years. We'll be there and we'll be the ones fighting food waste. That's really what we're aiming for. And as I just mentioned, we work with about 6,000 restaurants worldwide. We're all over Europe. We're on the East and on the West Coast in the U.S. And now we just launched Austin, Texas. Um, And yeah, so we're just really, we're a free app. We monetize through integrations on the supplier side. So we can integrate our tool into not only into machines, but also into inventory systems. And that's what we charge for. So the app is free for chefs. And for suppliers that don't have integrations. So it's accessible for everyone. Um
0: what do you charge for?
1: Integrations and inventory systems. Got so it. we do have like the app as a web tool for suppliers. So they can like organize the orders since they prefer working from their computer more than from their phone. And then often they're like digital inventory systems, and then there is like a technical integration we can build so it automatically then like Transfers the data of what's ordered into the inventory system.
0: Yeah, I mean, our primary food partner is US Foods. So, you know, 80% of what we order goes through US Foods, and, you know, they've done an incredible job going mobile first and enabling you know my gm eric and lisa to be able to put phone literally put phone orders in and reduce the time that our sales rep comes in which is it's it's a huge industry shift the things that are happening now are just monumental but it's not about eliminating jobs it's about being more efficient and back to what we were talking about it's doing the things that are mission driven purpose driven where we can actually truly make an impact and only until you start to collect data do you start to understand oh my goodness, look how much food our one unit, single unit barbecue restaurant is producing. When the only way to look at that is if I I go back to the dish pit and I see, well, why are our portions so big? You know, either they didn't like it or everybody, this is just too much food. Let's reduce the food and let's repurpose that menu item. But like only by getting that data, do you get it? And when the data is in front of you, right in front of your face, now you can make powerful course correction.
1: hundred percent. And like we're collecting data and, Every areas of our life all day long, right? So why wouldn't we use it to produce food waste and to optimize your business and your restaurant?
0: Um, Yeah, I I mean, it's, it's very fascinating when you're talking about producing tomatoes in Germany and producing tomatoes in Spain, and then understanding how many tomatoes do we actually need? Because that also leads to waste. And, you know, (laughs) there's We have incredible programs here just in San Diego, the San Diego Food Bank, Um, Jim Flores. We had him on the podcast actually way back when we were doing Behind the Smoke, but it was a phenomenal approach to him as a nonprofit leader of this nonprofit organizations working with, you know. 50 to 100 food banks just here in San Diego, trying to fix this food waste problem. But that's from a nonprofit standpoint, what you guys are doing is you're helping the restaurant owner, as well as the vendor. And the technology piece is forcing the vendor and giving them what we talk about as the oh shit moment. Once you get that, like the technology that comes in our lives, we realize like I just in two years ago added Apple Pay and The reason I didn't add Apple Pay is because I didn't want to be the guy in line holding up the line because I was fumbling with my phone. Like I'm hosting a digital hospitality podcast, yet I wasn't doing Apple Pay. Like what a hypocrite, right? (laughs) I put the credit card in my phone and then it's an aha, oh shit moment where it's like, oh, why would I ever pull out my credit card and put it into the reader or swipe it when it doesn't work? Like why would I do that once I've been given that gift of technology?
1: I also just updated my apple pay card like three months ago it's not even two years so i know you exactly go. what you're talking about yeah i still have the aha moment yeah and that's what choco is it's really the aha moment it's like really fun if you go on our website and you check out the testimonials and it's just like just being like ah,
0: it saved me so much time why, and now why was I was can... it so hard before and, and exactly by- by having the technology, you have the the entire chain. I mean, it, it's literally all that data with that vendor, all the communication, right? I mean, this is these are the things that are happening. We just brought on Ovation, which is a customer survey, but it's integrated with Toast and it's allowing us to talk in real time to our customers and get feedback from them. But then the next time they order, we have exactly what they had ordered before. It's not just exactly. a random yeah. transaction. It becomes, <laughs> this is truly our customer and this is truly my vendor and this is the partner. And then you start to see, wow, I'm spending a lot of money on tomatoes.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm throwing away a lot of and tomatoes. I'm throwing so away maybe... a lot of tomatoes. Yeah, and then it's also interesting to see like all of the different items. Yeah, right. If you have like an overview and really understanding like, okay, like what do I really need to buy and how can I maybe like optimize my menu so I can use certain products in different kinds of dishes and like reuse different parts of the animal in different dishes and how can I like optimize it and just really having like an overview. We even send like weekly or monthly reports so they can really have like an organized overview and really like trying to communicate and like educate the chefs and the suppliers on like how to work with this data.
0: Tell me, tell, tell us about the company, you know, give, give us the, the, as if we were legacy media and you only had two minutes to pitch how big your company is and what you guys are doing.
1: Okay. So that will be pretty easy for me because like our company culture is like full of energy. We, we call ourselves the Shakorians, and we aim to go to the moon and to do big things. And we're about, yeah, we're like 200, more than 200 really ambitious entrepreneurs who have the aim to change the world and really believe that if we work together and if we work really hard and we convince everyone that we need to convince of this, we can change the world. And this is like the constant energy that we're around. Like if we launch a new city, we have like this sales and account management and supplier team, and they enter in the new city and they're just like living together. And like their whole life is all about good food and chefs and restaurants. And this is really like, the energy that everyone carries from all over the world and it's super international like sitting in the headquarter we have i only speak english in berlin like we don't even speak german because we have people from really like all over europe and america and africa and really any place you could imagine asia it's really like a melting pot of cultures of young entrepreneurs that want to change the world and love food. Right. So that's like the best combination, like, because that if we're all so passionate about it, so there's always the mutual interest and something that we can discuss about and culturally exchange. And yeah, it's a beautiful place to work at. And it's like um, every day motivating because you have a bigger cause that you're working for.
0: What was the word that you said in the beginning? Shakara? What did you
1: Chikorians, say? Chikorian. Chikorian.
0: Chikorian. Chikorian. Is
1: like the war, we're, we're Choco and we okay. are Chikorians. This is okay. our, this is what we are. So I was trying to define a Chikorian okay. being an ambitious a entrepreneur who wants to change the world.
0: Well, it's, it, it's very exciting and it's very refreshing. And that's why I love doing what I do. And I'm just grateful that people tune in and they listen because it, it gives us perspective to understand really it's, it's almost impossible for us to fathom how big this is, this internet, this globe, what we do and how we can distribute information through a podcast, through an Instagram post, through a tweet, through a LinkedIn post, like creating content and being digital storytellers will help you fulfill that mission and bring you to people that are like-minded people. We say a rising tide lifts all ships. So there's people that are smarter that are doing things that maybe they're not exactly part of your business, but maybe they have ideas that can directly impact your business. And that can change the way that you think because knowing that there's a company in Berlin that's working as hard as you guys are working to do the things that on a micro level, I talked to my wife about, you know, I I've shared on all the digital platforms that my struggle with weight. And, you know, before I turn 40, I plan on losing 70 pounds. I'm using an app called nom. That app is allowing me to actually register calories and put my menu items, but like by registering the calories, now I'm starting to see, I'm like, Wow. That's a lot of calories and that uh, calories go pretty quickly and I can't drink soda anymore. But like by doing that, by understanding that it's such this aha moment where now my wife and I are trying to proactively purchase better just for our little house, you know, our small house, my wife, my son and my daughter, we eat a lot of food, but we also waste a lot and we don't want to waste, you know, my wife and my daughter, like she's so focused. I'm so focused. And. As a restaurant, we want to be just as focused and we need technology enabled to help us to do that.
1: Definitely. We need technology and then we need great thought leaders like you, people that are leading a restaurant and see that they have a voice and that they can have an impact and they're not shy about communicating about <laughs> it and starting a dialogue. Yeah, it's really important. We're definitely
0: not shy really, anymore. We I, used to be shy, I guess.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. No, it's a, yeah. It's, it's great to have these conversations.
0: So please, tell me about your position specifically and, and what, what is the work that you do and why why does your company have you do it?
1: So I joined Choco pretty early on. We were still a very small team in the Berlin headquarters, And as it is in a startup, right, you like work on a million different things while building a company. So I'm in the field of marketing and branding and communication, headed up the marketing department, uh, was part of the rebranding, headed up the PR department writing content for the PR department. And due to my background, I have like my bachelor's degree, I did in business, my master's degree, I did in food, culture, communication, and marketing at the most beautiful university in the entire world, the University of Gastronomic Sciences in North Italy, which was founded from Carla Petrini, who's the founder of Slow Food. Slow Food is the movement, the global movement of... (laughs) regional sustainable food production. So I had a beautiful holistic education on food and food production. And I'm very passionate about anything that has to do with food production and restaurant. So at Choco, I basically found my dream job because it's the intersection of tech and food. And I get to be the link between both of it. So what momentarily what I'm working on is I like coordinate a lot of different campaigns that we work on globally um like for example we just did a really cool um campaign with Gelinas Chefs Collective if you want i can tell you a little bit about that yeah, please, um, so you can do. have better understanding. Absolutely i'd love Okay to. Yeah. so the Gelinas Chefs Collective is a collective of like 300 world class known cutting edge chefs cutting edge chefs like um Massimo Bottura and Mauro Colagreco and the idea behind this Chefs' Collective is, chefs are artists, but they don't really have a space to collaborate because they're restricted to their kitchen, right? But there's so many great chefs all over the world that are so creative and want to communicate their vision and impact, but they don't really have the space. So what the Chefs' Collective Gelinatz does is it brings together these chefs virtually, actually what we were just talking about. So we had 150 chefs from all over the world um, that were part of this uh, campaign. Actually, for this campaign this year, it was especially South America and Asia because they were not in lockdown yet. Got and it. we had chefs that were silent voices, chefs that were not working in restaurants anymore because due to the lockdown, they had to close. So they they were our silent voices. And these silent voices wrote menus so recipes they've have never cooked before. And we took these fifteen recipes and we shuffled them with the chefs in Asia. And in South America, they all received a recipe from like um, Anna Ross in Slovenia. Someone, it was very cool, very international. All of the recipes were shuffled and it was basically, yeah, intercultural experience. Most of these chefs have the big vision of creating a sustainable food system of working with local regional products. And so it was like this big social media bang of all these chefs cooking menus from different chefs. They didn't know where it was from and they filmed each other and they posted on Instagram. And it was like, we also did it last year. And this year was just also incredible to see due to the current situation. We all know it's shit, right? So we wanted to bring like some positive energy and some spirit into the community. And it was so beautiful to see the engagement and the passion and the work that everyone put into it. And yeah, so that I think that was like one of the really exciting projects that I worked on shortly before the year ended. We also had a very cool, sorry, did you want to? No, please, please. (laughs) Go on. We also had a very cool campaign that we organized in LA, which was the Waste is Gold campaign, where we had three chefs bring a new um, item on their menu created out of food waste that they would have normally thrown away from like their other dishes. And we did like a weekend pop-up. So on that weekend, they just, it was a special menu that they only served that weekend. And we also had like a social media buzz and the um, chefs were speaking about it. It was also all about like educating the consumer because with our overall and big vision, it's not just the chefs in the restaurant that need to learn, but it's also the consumer that needs to understand. It's
0: the family at home that's shopping as well.
1: Exactly. And if you go to a restaurant and then you understand, oh, wow, they're cooking that from food waste and you can make that from carrot peel. Oh, that's so cool. Maybe it will inspire me to do so as well. So me as my role, I am lucky enough to be able to work on all of these different creative projects and campaign that link with our overall vision and mission, as well as bring Choco on the map. So I've been engaging in Austin with the community, seeing who we want to partner with. What does the community look like? How can we support? We're all about always we want to support. We want to plug in to the locality of the city, really understand what's going on because we know every city and every restaurant is completely different. So it's yes. super fun. I get to meet all these cool people from all over the world and figure out like, okay, how do we, how do we plug in this city and what can we do?
0: I think that's, you know, something that we talk about a lot and, you know, hopefully it resonates with our audiences. When you're a digital storyteller, you don't know where those opportunities are going to come from. And the problem is when people think of content creation, they go, well, it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of money. And what's my ROI? And really the ROI is this conversation. It's the ability to share, you know, people that are making an impact on the other side of the globe, but that, you know, it was Ian Stonebrook, who's our writer. He's the one that takes all these podcasts, you know, he He listens to them, he transcribes them, he puts them into a you know a beautiful blog post about the about the guests that we have on or the company that we have on. It lives on our Cali Barbecue media site. He's in Austin. Stover's in Portland. We're having this conversation with someone in Berlin. And it's so fascinating to me because You know in two hours i'm going to go talk to you know hundreds of restaurant owners on restaurantowner.com which is an incredible resource for independent restaurant owners it's really one of the reasons why we're still in business 12 years later but it's through those stories it's through the work that you're doing i mean you're producing content on medium when who taught you how to do what you're doing
1: Who taught me how to do what I'm doing? Oh, that's a big question. I think I learned (laughs) from a lot of different people along the way. Um, I definitely have a few in mind that I learned from, my mentors that have supported me throughout my studies. Who who are they? Who are they? Um, one of my mentors is anna morelli she was my professor in my masters degree she has an amazing food magazine called cook Inc. she has a it's an it's an english online but it's an italian food magazine and she has an incredible network in the food scene she's always working on food exhibitions or food magazines or food events and i loved her class because i actually as you were saying she's a storyteller like that's all (laughs) she does and that gets me excited i guess so her and me we got along really well and she was really the one that the, for example, the chest collective I was telling you about, she was the one that introduced me to them. She she was introduced she introduced me to her network, being like, hey, this is Chelsea. She's young, she's ambitious, she's passionate. You guys need to work with her. And she really opened like a bunch of doors to me and is always really helpful when I'm writing texts or when I um I'm wondering like how do I want to position myself? I can talk to her, I can reflect on different things with her. So I think she is definitely someone that I learned a lot from.
0: Anybody else? Uh,
1: yeah, then there is. She's German, Frau Susanne Drew. Wow, she that's is, great. say that again. <laughs> Frau, which means uh, miss, and then Susanne, Susan, and Drew. I, now French people would make fun of me because I said it very. I said it very German, and her, she has a that's, French husband, so it's a French ah, last name. Okay, it's sure horribly. Um, And she is the CEO of uh, the equivalent would probably be like the Golden Gate Restaurant Association in San Francisco, you know, like in Bavaria. She runs the Restaurant Association um, and is which is very traditional in Bavaria, as you kind of would imagine a picture, you know, we have all these like Bavarian old restaurants that are still run by families and and from the breweries. And yeah, that's like the, that's our deli, right? Yes. We have like the schnitzel. and like, and those are the most restaurants that we have, like a very, obviously we have a lot of modern and hip restaurants these days too, but like, this is uh, the, the, the crucial amount that is like coordinated. It's a a
0: generational restaurant. They're the, they're the pillars
1: of the community. Yeah. Exactly. And she was also one of the contacts that I met before I went on to my endeavors to study at the University of Gastronomic Sciences. And I was like trying to like reach out to people um, that are successful in the industry to understand like, OK, what options are there for me? Where could I go? And my dad introduced me to her a few years ago. And she also just became this wonderful mentor who like whenever there's like a big event or speaker conference, she will always put me on the list and it will be lots of older men. And then (laughs) I'm on the list and she's always pushing me and introducing me and supporting me and really like um, making me shine. So I'm actually glad you asked me. Those are definitely... So me, um, yeah,
0: I, cause it, it's so part, it's so critical in the digital storytelling is for people to get over their fears. And, you know, I tell the story frequently that me going on local TV to talk about barbecue was laughable. Cause I'm, I'm from San Diego. I grew up in San Diego. I'm not from Austin, like being in Austin. That makes sense. Yeah. You're talking about craft barbecue, you know, great quality barbecue, but from someone from San Diego, like you should talk about fish tacos or carne asada. Like what, you know, what do you think <laughs> you are going on talking about barbecue? Well, really, I'm not the expert in barbecue. You know, Gene Goikachea, he is our, he is my mentor. He is the one that taught us the art of craft barbecue. But getting over my own fears, back to you going on stage, you know, you going and presenting with all these older men that have been in the industry for so long. What were your? Give me a, give me a story of something that you had to overcome.
1: Something that I had to overcome. Mm, a okay. challenge,
0: means- a challenge or no shit moment, where you kind, where it kind of clicked, where you know you were you were you were scared of presenting, or um, you realize this is exactly where you're supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely like one of these leadership conferences and gastro- gastronomy that I got invited to in Bavaria, where I spoke about how we need to innovate the restaurant industry in front of a lot of older people that probably but I was really scared of her looking at me and like who does she think she is trying to explain us how the world works but um I guess I'm convinced that this is what needs to happen and even if it's it's not just me saying it it's me being someone of yeah of our generation understanding where we need to go and trying to push that forward so kind of being confident enough to speak out and ask for change even though you haven't been in the industry long enough and haven't run your own i have never ran my own restaurant you know I've worked in restaurants but I've never run it so yeah I think that's definitely I've said that's something I'm still but still a big challenge for me of understanding where, where where's my space? What am I allowed to say? How vocal am I allowed to be without pushing people too far without being in their own shoes, you know, like, yeah, finding, finding your space. And I think the space that I really found also in my job that I'm working at now is kind of being the link between these creative and passionate chefs and kind of like translating their mission and vision into a more business perspective. This is like, I'm slowly understanding that like I was just working on a really cool German food magazine, which we're bringing, we just like launched the the first, um, the the first magazine in December. And uh, I also, they're like cool, creative, cutting-edge chefs who know how to write crazy texts. And they came to me, they're like, hey, Chelsea, like, can you help us? You like kind of know how to do stuff, right? I was like, yeah, I, I know <laughs> take how to it do until stuff. You, take
0: it do. until you make it, yeah. like, like yeah, Oprah I Winfrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So yeah, kind of like, yeah, being the link and go. I like going outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but like actually doing it is always, something different right
0: yeah how do you, how did you find your voice
1: how did i what what exactly how you did you find that? your
0: voice how did you find your you know cuz when you're starting you're faking it until you're making it But then how did you find your voice or was there a point where, you know, was it was there a specific event or was there a certain platform like writing or getting interviewed or, you know, where, where did you find you go? Oh, I'm tying all of this together. Like you said, it was it was now I realize that it's from the creatives and the chefs and the food. But I have to bring this business piece in because the business piece. The technology, like that's the part that people don't get is like, this is everywhere. Digital hospitality is everywhere. It's not, it's the name of our podcast, but it's everywhere. I mean, the reason why I have a Peloton bike is because I saw not Peloton sell me a Peloton bike. My, my friends working out, selling me a Peloton bike, you know, making me like, Hey, maybe I should use a Peloton bike. And like, that's how ideas spread on the internet is through content.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now I get, okay. Yeah. So. First, before I answer your question, there's something you need to know. So I grew up with an American mom and a German dad in Germany. So my main task growing up was cultural Translation for parents. <laughs> so I've always been kind of, I've only been realizing that over the past month. I think that's where it kind of like comes from, like yeah. knowing how to translate different cultures. And I think like the most exciting event that I was like part of is definitely the Getty Nuts event, the chef's collective I was telling you about. And Choco's um, been partner last year or like 2019 and 2020. And there through this and communicating the campaign and linking it to Choco and finding the link between there. This is like the first step. So I understand, okay, this is my role. This is really what I'm good at. And this is where, I, where I want to be good at, or we're like developing new um, Facebook ads. And we're thinking about, okay, like, what could we do? Is it like app screens or maybe it's and I think about. It, I was like, okay, I was at a dinner the other week, and I was sitting with chefs, and they were talking about fermentation. They were talking about fermentation so much, and like what they were. So, okay, like maybe we could like set up a fermentation masterclass, and then like speak about the app, and like kind of link that together. And the, yeah, finding the space between creativity and technology. Um, I'm definitely still finding my voice, but it's a fun journey, and I I see where I'm going.
0: Well, I think it's, I mean, it, it it's a testament to, you know, your background and your ability to look back into your past. I think it's something that I'm learning how to do much more. You know, I have a business coach. Um, I have a therapist. I mean, I, I'm working on myself. And the more that I work on myself, the more that I can be a better podcast host. I can be a better leader at the restaurant. I can be a better dad. I can be a better husband. But understanding well who am i and why do i care about the things that i care about because if i can do that i can be better for somebody listening to this podcast going maybe you know that resonated with me or let's talk more about that but maybe that was a space i was uncomfortable to talk about let's go into that but you know you asking questions of your mom and of your dad but also of yourself you know asking the questions of yourself helps you find your voice definitely so I would love to hear just a little bit more deeper on um, on Choco. How how do how does a restaurant owner they say that Hey, I want I'm I, I want to help reduce food waste. I want to figure out a way to better order. What do, what do they need to do?
1: They download the app Choco. So it's C H O C O. We've realized and because in <laughs> Europe and Germany we say Choco. and in America so we say Choco. So just to be on the safe side, yeah, you download the app and. The one thing that we need is the phone number. This is basically like what we connect the account with. Sign up, and then there will be an account manager within 24 hours that will call the restaurant up, ask them what suppliers do you work with, what What is your way of ordering before? And then we set up the app individually for each restaurant. It takes so,
0: 24 so hours. People that set it up, they go out to the vendors. And if you have an existing relationship, it's already, already active. If you don't, they will reach out to them and say, hey, you know, Cali Comfort wants to order through Choco app. This is what they need on their side.
1: Exactly. So normally we get like the the receipts of the last three or six months just because they're really easy to like then implement in our system. Or if the restaurant doesn't have it, we'll call up the vendor and we'll ask for it ourselves. Um, and then the vendor gets, then, then the app is set up. So you need to, I don't know, do you use WhatsApp or is that uh, a, European we, no, or you don't, don't a European thing? No, we don't. It's a European
0: thing. Yeah, You're my wife. You
1: use iMessage, right? IMessage. Uh, we
0: use iMessage, yeah. My iMessage. wife uses okay. Viber all the time. But yeah, WhatsApp, I know, is big, especially in Asia as well.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, so it looks like the app looks like iMessage. So it's like you have the chat with the, mm-hmm. your different friends and you have a chat with the supplier. And you click on the supplier and then you have your quantities. And then you can click them and then they're sent. And then we see in our system if the vendor, receives an order from Choco for the first time. So then we will call up because we're all about transparency and being friendly and introducing ourselves. We'll call up the vendor and be like, hey, you just received an email from Choco. This is your order from the restaurant just to make sure that you received it. Just so it doesn't like, yeah. So just so everyone knows what's happening. And then there's a confirmation button in the email that the supplier can click. But it's very self-explanatory.
0: What kind of integrations do you guys have with like restaurant accounting software? Cause we use restaurant solutions. Um, they've been an incredible accounting partner for us. Um, do you guys have integrations with companies like that?
1: We have integrations, but I'm not hundred percent. Not hundred percent. <laughs> well, I'm
0: the, I'm the integration guy. Part, part of, part of, part of my specialty is getting other vendors on with other vendors. So um Getting U.S. foods cool. to integrate with restaurant solutions, and they have you know sixteen hundred restaurants, five thousand different concepts that they manage. So you know they have this incredible network of helping independent restaurant owners literally do weekly inventory, do have produce weekly financials, do their payroll. But by doing that, you know we need to have everything integrate with that. So all these different pieces for us, sometimes it's just, hey, you know, the barbecue guy, he's asking if this integrates with that. And then, you know, but the companies that integrate the most, they tend to be the ones that are winning. You know, when we have Toast and Toast is our primary technology partner, I mean, it's our point of sale. It's how we do our online ordering. If something, if a new technology comes in and I like it, if it doesn't integrate with Toast, it doesn't do, you know, it doesn't do me very much good.
1: The one thing that I can't say, though, is that, as I mentioned before, we're a team of very flexible entrepreneurs. So Flex- we are very willing to build in the integration if we see that there's, yeah, there's restaurants that want to use the app. We're, yeah, we're always adjusting. We're always iterating, We're always um, building new things
0: for our product. So what are the plans for 2021 uh, for you personally and for the company?
1: So the plans for 2021 are keeping our being part and supporting the restaurants where we can right now so at the moment we're not planning on expanding into any new cities but really supporting the restaurants that are around, because the restaurants that are still open now and are still operating, most of them are really thinking about, okay, like, how can I create a more resilient business model? And how can I improve my business model? And what are the tools that I need? And we want to be there for these restaurants to support them to get everything like cleaned up now. So when things get back to normal, um, yeah, business flows better. So we really want to be there for the industry and support the restaurants on creating a more resilient business model.
0: And what are your personal goals?
1: My personal goals. Oh, so.
0: New year, new, new, new new me, right?
1: New year. Yeah, no, it's okay. Last year was okay. (laughs) Last year, me was fun. I had fun with last year, Chelsea. (laughs) Um, Well, I think, probably the new year almost started like in end of October for me since Europe went in lockdown and everything is very slow and things are more focused on myself and I've had a very good routine of meditating every morning and doing a morning routine. I think that is probably my New Year's resume keeping the morning routine and taking time for myself in the morning so I can Spread my energy the rest of the day, but
0: taking some time for myself. No, so I, I would be upset with myself if I didn't ask you from someone that's studied from the actual source. So what we talk about is slow food fast. So literally the, what we're trying to accomplish is cooking great food, great quality barbecue, but delivering it digitally. So it's literally the intersection of, you know, how do you get Amazon prime barbecue? You order barbecue, how you want it, not how we, not, not you have to come down to the restaurant and travel for 45 minutes and wait for an hour. No, wherever you are, you order it and we're going to get you great barbecue, whether it's our barbecue or someone else's barbecue, but tell me about slow food fat, the slow food movement
1: okay so the slow food movement was founded it was in the 90s i think it was actually 1990 from carlo petrini in rome when the first mcdonald's or not the first but the mcdonald's opened up at the big piazza and was this (laughs) up in arms (laughs) yes they were let me tell you about them they had like signs and against So that's what it is, right? It's against fast food and for slow food. So that's how it started. Um, And like the philosophy behind it is using regional and seasonal products and supporting monoculture. Those are like the three big pillars, like almost big statues in the university. And that's what we talk about all day and like understanding the food culture, The different products, where they come from, what what are the regions? What is the culture around it? What are the dishes? And really am focusing on, yeah, what is around me and where is it from? And how can we create the system where all players are involved and the farmers that are producing the food are getting respected for producing the food because the chefs are cooking with it and we're eating it and that like all of these players are valued and visible um, and yeah, that we don't just keep on cultivating monoculture and lose all of the beautiful different seeds that we have to create beautiful and delicious dishes. And not just that, but also to keep this world spinning. <laughs> so it's a, I it's a, it. it's, it's a, it's a big, it's a big topic, but it's really beautiful. And we can really, I mean, we can all feel it right we can feel how we're all going back to more local and we're going back to more regional and the farmers are becoming more present and the food producers are getting a voice and it's been a really cool journey for me because like i graduated for two years two three years ago and like in these three years like a lot happened in the food industry yep. and a lot of the things that i learned I could see reflected in the different cultures and in the restaurant scene and everyone is speaking about it and it's much more present and it's not just in the little Hogwarts of food, like I like to call it that I went to.
0: Yes. Well, yeah. Chelsea, what, uh, what's what's Choco's, what's their favorite digital playground? How can people best interact with the uh, Choco brand online?
1: Um, well, we are actually, glad you asked, we're actually releasing uh, our rebranding next Monday. Okay. So I would suggest to everyone, if it's what is this, January 11th, check out our website. We also have a contact field. Just drop us an email. Um, and then, or even better, download the app and chat with your account manager via Choco because then you can play around with the app right away and get a feeling for all of the things that I've been speaking about.
0: Perfect. And where, what's your favorite digital playground? How can people follow you? LinkedIn, Medium, what? Twitter?
1: LinkedIn. LinkedIn's LinkedIn. probably the place to find me.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, uh, Ian will put those links into the show notes. Um, thank you and thank the team at Choco for the the mission that you guys have embarked on. It's a very ambitious and very uh, admirable goal to uh, to. To really help and make an impact, uh, make an impact that is going to be significant in the uh, in the food business and the hospitality business. Um, thank you guys for listening. We're grateful. Stay curious, get involved uh, and ask for help. And don't be afraid to reach out. Sean at CaliBBQ.media or you can uh, find me on Twitter all the time. Usually Sean P. Walcheff. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Have a great day.